Cantos 4, 5, and 6 of Book 3 of the Ramayam of Balmike. Translated by Ralph T. H. Griffith. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Omar Dutre. Canto 4 Viradha's Death. But Sita viewed with wild affright the heroes hurried from her side. She tossed her shapely arms on high and shrieked aloud her bitter cry. Ah, the dread giant bears away the princely Rama as his prey, truthful and pure, and good and great, and Lakshman shares his brother's fate. The brindled tiger and the bear, my mangled limbs for food will tear. Take me, O best of giants, me, and leave the sons of Raghu free. Then, by avenging fury's part, her mournful cry the heroes heard, and hastened, for the lady's sake, the wicked monster's life to take. Then Lakshman with registless stroke, the foe's left arm that held him broke, and Rama too, as swift to smite, smashed with his heavy hand the right. With broken arms and tortured frame, to art the fainting giant came, like a huge cloud or mighty rock, rent, sundered by the lavish shark. Then rushed they on, and crushed and beat, their foe with arms and fists and feet, and nerved each mighty limb to pound, and bray him on the level ground. Keen arrows and each biting blade, white rents impressed inside had made, but crushed and torn and mangled steel, the monster lived they could not kill. When Rama saw no arms might slay, the fiend, who like a mountain lay, the glorious hero, swift to save, in danger, thus his counsel gave. O prince of men, his charmed life, no arms may take in battle strife. Now dig we in this grove a pit, his elephantine bulk to feed, and let the hallowed art unfold, the monster of gigantic mould. This said, the son of Raghu pressed his foot upon the giant's breast. With joy the prostrate monster heard, victorious Rama's welcome word. And straight Kakutsta's son, the best of man, in words like these addressed. I yield, O chieftain, overthrown, by might that vies with Indra's own. Till now my folly blinded eyes, thee, hero fail to recognize. Happy Kaushalya, blessed to be, the mother of a son like thee. I know thee well, O chieftain, now, Rama, the prince of man, art thou. There stands the high-born Madhil dame, dear Lakshman, lord of mighty fame. My name was Dambadu, for song, renowned among the minstrel throng, cast by Kuvera's stern decree. I wear the hideous shape you see. But when I sued his grace to crave, the glorious God this answer gave. When Rama, Dasarath's son, destroys thee and the fight is won, thy proper shape once more assume, and heaven again shall give thee room. When does the angry God replied, no prayers could turn his wrath aside. 
and does on me his fury fell, for loving Ramba's charms too well. Now to thy favour am I freed, from the stern fate the God decreed, and saved, O tame of the foe, by thee, to heaven again shall go. A league, O prince, beyond this part, stands holy Sarvanga's court. The very sun is not more bright than that most glorious anchorite. To him, O Rama, quickly turn, and blessings from the hermit on. First on the art my body throw, then on thy way rejoicing go. Such is the law ordained of old, for giants when the days are told. Their bodies laid in art they rise, to homes eternal in the skies. Thus by the rankling dart oppressed, Kakutsta's offspring he addressed, in art his mighty body lay, his spirit fled to heaven away. Thus spake Viratha, ere he died, and Rama to his brother cried, Now dig we in this grove a pit, his elephantine bark to feed, and let the hollow dart unfold, this mighty giant fierce and bold. This said, the valiant hero put, Upon the giant's neck his foot, His paid obedient Lakshman plied, And dug a pit both deep and wide, By lofty soul Virata's side. Then Raghu's son his foot drew, And down the mighty form they drew, One awful shout of joy he gave, And sank into the open grave. The heroes, to their purpose true, In fight the cruel demon slew, and radiant with delight, deep in the hollowed heart they cast, the monster roaring to the last, in their resistless might. Thus, when they saw the warrior steal, no life-destroying blow might deal, the pair, for law renowned, deep in the pit their hands had made, the unresisting giant laid, and killed him neath the ground. Upon himself the monster brought, From Rama's hand the death he sought, With strong desire to gain, And thus the rover of the night Told Rama, as they strove in fight, That swords might rend and arrows smite Upon his breast in vain. Thus Rama, when his speech he heard, The giant's mighty form interred, With mortal arms defied, with thundering crush the giant fell, And rock and cave and forest tell, With echoing roar replied. The princess, when the task was done, And freedom from the peril won, Rejoiced to see him die. Then in the boundless wood they strayed, Like the great sun and moon displayed, Triumphant in the sky. Canto five, Saravanga then Rama, having slain in fight, Viratha of terrific might, With gentle words his spouse consoled, And clasped her in his loving hold. Then to his brother nobly brave, The valiant prince his counsel gave. While are these woods around us spread, And hard and rough the ground to tread, We, O oh my brother, 
never have viewed so dark and drear a solitude to saravanga let us haste whom wealth of holy walks has graced thus rama spoke and took the road to saravanga's pure abode but near that saint whose last survived with gods by penance purified with startled eyes the prince beheld a wondrous sight unparalleled in splendor like the fire and sun he saw a great and glorious one upon a noble car he rode and many a god behind him glowed and art beneath his feet unpressed the monarch of the skies confessed Ablaze with gems, no dust might dim the bright attire that covered him. Arrayed like him on every side, high saints their master glorified. Near, born in air, appeared in view his car with tawny coursers drew. Like silver cloud, the moon or sun, ere yet the day is well begun. Reeded with gay garlands over his head. A pure white canopy was spread, and lovely nymphs stood nigh to hold fair chauris with their sticks of gold, which, waving in each gentle hand, the forehead of their monarch fanned. God, saint, and bard, a radiant ring, sang glory to their heavenly king. Forth into joyful lords they burst, as Indra with the sage conversed. Then Rama, when his wandering eyes beheld the monarch of the skies, to Lakshman quickly called and showed the car wherein Lord Indra rode. See, brother, see that airborne car, whose wondrous glory shines afar, wherefrom so bright a lustre streams, that like a falling sun it seems. These are the steeds whose fame we know of heavenly race through heaven they go these are the steeds who bear the yoke of sakra him whom all invoke behold these youths a glorious band toward every wind a hundred stand a sword in each right hand is borne and rings of gold their arms adorn what might in every broad deep chest and club-like arm is manifest clothed in a tire of crimson hue they show like tigers fierce to view great chains of gold its water deck gleaming like fire beneath his neck the age of its fair youth appears some score and five of human years the ever-blooming prime which they who live in heaven retain for aye such mean these lordly beings were Harry Giotz, most bright and fair. Now, brother, in this part I pray, Would the Bidehan lady stay, Till I have certain knowledge who This being is so bright to view. He spoke, and turning from this path, Sought Servanga's hermit court. But when the lord of Sachi saw The son of Raghu near him draw, He hastened of the sage to take his leave, and to his followers spake. See, Rama bends his steps this way, But ere he yet a word can say, Come, fly to our celestial sphere, It is not meet he see me here. 
Soon victor and triumphant he, In feeter time shall look on me. Before him still a great emprise, A task too hard for others lies. Then with all marks of honour high, The thunderer bade the saint good-bye, And in his car, which causes drew, Away to heaven, the conqueror flew. Then Rama, Lakshman, and the dame, To Saravanga nearer came, Who sat beside the holy flame. Before the ancient sage they bent, And clasped his feet most reverend, Then at his invitation found A seat beside him on the ground. Then Rama prayed the sage would deign, Lord Indra's visit to explain, And thus at length the holy man in answer to his prayer began. This Lord of Boons has sought me here, To weft me hence to Brahma's fear, Won by my penance long and stern, A home the lawless never can own. But when I knew that thou wast nigh, To Brahma's world I could not fly, Until these longing eyes were blessed With seeing thee, mine honoured guest. Since thou, O Prince, hast cheered my side, Great-hearted lover of the ride, To heavenly spheres will I repair, And bliss supreme that waits me there. For I have won, dear Prince, my way, To those fair walls which never decay, Celestial seed of Brahma's reign, Be thine with me, those walls to gain. Then, master of all sacred law, Spake Rama to the saint once more. I, even I, illustrious sage, Will make those walls mine heritage. But now, I pray, some home assign Within this holy grove of thine. Thus Rama, Indra's peer in might, Addressed the aged anchorite, And he, with wisdom well endued, To Raghu's son his speech renewed. Sutiksna's woodland home is near, A glorious saint of life was dear. True to the path of duty he, With highest bliss, will prosper thee. Against a stream thy cause must be, Of this fair brook, Mandakini, Whereon light rafts, like blossoms glide, Then to his cottage, turn aside. There lies thy path, but ere thou go, Look on me, dear one, Till I throw aside this mould that guards me in, as casts the snake his widowed skin. He spoke, the fire in order laid, with holy oil due offerings made, and Saravanga, glorious sire, laid down his body in the fire. Then rose the flame above his head, on skin, blood, flesh, and bones it fed, till fought, transformed, with radiant hue, of tender youth he rose anew. Far shining in his bright attire, came Saravanga from the pyre. Above the home of saints and those, who feed the quenchless flame, he rose. Beyond the seat of gods he passed, and Brahma's fare was gained at last. The noblest of the twice-born race, for holy walk supreme in place, the mighty father there beheld, Guard round by hosts unparalleled. 
and Brahma joying at the side, welcomed the glorious Anchorite. Canto Six, Rama's Promise When he his heavenly home had found, the holy man who dwelt around, to Rama flocked, whose martial fame shone glorious as the kindled flame. By Khanesas, who loved the wild, pure homage Balakilya styled, good some prakshalas, saints who live, on rays which moon and daystar give, those who with lifts their life sustain, and those who pound with stones their grain, and they who lie in pools and toes, whose corn save teeth no winnow knows, those who for beds the cold art yields, and those who every culture feels, and those condemned to ceaseless pains, whose single foot their weight sustains, and those who sleep neat open skies, whose foot the wave or air supplies, and hermits pure who spend their nights on ground prepared for sacred rites. Those who, on hills, their vizel hold, or dripping clothes around them fold, the devotees who leave for prayer, or the five fires unflinching bear, on contemplation all intent, with light that heavenly knowledge lent, they came to Rama, saint and sage, in Sarvanga's hermitage. The hermit crowd around him pressed, and thus the virtuous chief addressed. The lordship of the art is thine, O prince of all the Kshako's line, Lord of the gods is Indra, so Thou art our lord and guide below. Thy name, the glory of thy might, Throughout the triple world upright. Thy filial love, so nobly shown, Thy truth and virtue well unknown. To thee, O Lord, for help we fly, And on thy love of right rely. With kindly patience hear us speak, And grant a boon we humbly seek. That Lord of art were most unjust, Foul traitor to his solemn trust, Who should a sixth of all require, Nor guard his people like a sire. But he, who ever watchful strives, To guard his subjects' wealth and lives, Dear as himself or dearer steel, His sons with honest heart and will. That king Urago's son secures High fame that endless years endures. And he to Brahma's world shall rise, Made glorious in the eternal skies. Whatever by duty won the meed Of saints whom roots and berries feed, One fought thereof for tender care Of subjects is the monarch's share. These mostly of the Brahman race, who make the wood their dwelling place, although a friend indeed they view, fall friendless neath the giant crew. Come, Rama, come, and see hard by, the holy hermit's corpses lie, where many a tangled pathway shows the murderous walk of cruel foes. These wicked fiends the hermits kill, who live on Chitrakuta's hill, and blood of slaughtered saints has died, Mandakini and Pampa's side. 
No longer can we bear to see The death of saint and devotee, Whom through the forest day by day These Rakshasas unpeeding slay. To thee, O Prince, we flee and crave, Thy guardian help our lives to save. From these fierce rovers of the night, Defend its stricken anchorite. Throughout the world it were vain to seek An arm like thine to aid the weak. O Prince, we pray thee hear our call, And from these fiends preserve us all. The son of Reko, heart the plaint, Of penance loving sage and saint, And the good prince his speech renewed To all the harmed multitude. To me, O saints, ye need not sue, I wait the hests of all of you. I, by my own occasion led, This mighty forest needs must tread, And while I keep my sire's decree, Your lives from threatening foes will free. I heed a came of free accord, To lend aid by you implored, And riches mead my toil shall pay, while here in forest shades I stay. I long in battle strive to close, And slay these fiends to harm its foes, That saint and sage may learn aright, My prowess and my brother's might. Thus to the saints his promise gave, That prince who steal to virtue clave, Would never wandering told, And then with Lakshman by his side, with penance wealthy man to guide, Shatikshna's home he sought. End of Cantos 4, 5, and 6